Songhezo Mapete on the viewpoint. Hashtag business on Wednesday, real economic inclusion for SMMEs. Mr. Tapelo Rapoho is an entrepreneur on the line to talk to us about that. That song that you are still hearing, Zahara Mali means money. Yeah, Imbangi Yezon, the root of all evil. We are killing each other because of you, dear damn money. Not necessarily true all the time, but sure is a very necessary conversation to engage what money is able to make us do. Things that might even essentially divorce us of who we are because of money. Nonetheless, Mr. Tapilorapo is not here to talk about that. He's here to engage President Cyril Ramaphosa's announcement that government was taking the country back to its risk-adjusted alert level one on Sunday evening. This has been met in many quarters with mixed feelings from South Africans in general. However, this was welcome news for small, medium and micro enterprises after what has been a year from hell. CIFA hosted an open engagement with South Africa's SMMEs last week. The virtual event reflected on the support SMMEs have received from the government during this pandemic. Representatives from the Department of Small Business Development and the CEDARS participated in the discussion with the president about the government's drive towards economic recovery. This includes turning the tide on sustainability and profitability. First things first, indeed. Alert level one, a win for SMMEs, at least. Good evening, Tabel. Good evening, Dr. Ninjani. Sapila Buden goes to Gunjani Gue. Tamago. Yes, good evening to the listeners. Level one is good for small businesses, but unfortunately, they are almost at the mercy as to whether or not South Africans can keep the COVID protocols, can keep the spread of the virus down. Do not overindulge in liquor because we know there's a direct relationship between surges and liquor and its misuse, really. So small businesses are bearing the brunt that many do not have to bear. Indeed, uh, you know, this. this is the something that as SMMEs we've been waiting for uh, for the, almost a year now. I think, you know, during the inception of COVID regulations, it became a quite a big challenge for many SMMEs. And if you can recall, I mean, even prior to, to COVID, uh, in, uh, COVID impact, SMMEs have been facing a number of challenges, you know, such as lack of uh, access to information, lack of access to markets, and lack of access to funding and, you know, challenges with lack of access to technology. And when COVID happened, I think many of us as small, medium, uh, micro-enterprises, we were not ready, you know, and we did not have strategies or processes in place that would have enabled us to continue with uh, sustainability of operations uh, as well as, you know, uh, paying our, our employees. And this this announcement that was made by the president on Sunday, something that we've been hoping and waiting for for, for quite some time. Now that it has come, what do we expect 
to be the growth areas within the SMME sector. Some have folded never to return. For instance, some of the restaurants are just never going to come back. They've been cannibalized by others in many instances. The hospitality industry, even though it has been open for some time, many are still struggling and many have since folded even after some of the restrictions have been lifted. From an SMME's perspective then, what are we looking forward to that the industry at large, SMME sector rather, is licking its lips because this is what COVID has meant for it this is what the opportunity or this is where the opportunity lies and it's only a matter of time before it becomes a feel-good positive story yeah i think what we really need to to really look at uh you know what what have been the challenges that are faced by smes prior to that and how do we address those challenges and what programs can be put in place that will ensure and able and enable smes to be more Sustainable, and I think one of those key things would be innovation. You know, as SMEs uh, during this this time, what type of innovative programs are we driving? Uh, how do we use uh, programs such as the enterprise and supplier development programs to build ourselves and be able to be in a position where as SMEs we can be able to come up with processes, systems as well as uh, strategies within our businesses that can be able to assist us moving forward, you know. And also, the big challenge has also been around uh, business compliance for SMEs. And looking at, at, at the situation, how do we then address these uh, and mitigate the challenges that we had before, you know, the, the lockdown regulations were implemented? And to me, as, as a person that runs a, a small company myself, and looking at the model and the program that we offer around our enterprise and supplier development, it has just been around that question to say, yes, now we are on level one. What is it that we can do as small businesses to be able to enable ourselves to become more profitable, to become more sustainable? And also looking at various you know, innovative approaches that we can be able to use. Let's have a conversation, dear listeners, with Mr. Tabelo Rapoho, who is the founder of Classic Oriental Consultancy. We're talking on this segment to the hashtag business on Wednesday part, specifically focusing on real economic inclusion for SMMEs, as of course this is good news given the fact that the risk-adjusted alert level one is now at play, recently announced by the president. I actually am interested in small businesses that are at least treading water with their heads above it. What is your story? What is your business? What are you hoping for? Your your listeners could be your breakthrough. Please just give us a call. Take a chance, win a prize. Johannesburg 714-2006. We're talking to small businesses. Let's try and use this platform. It's there for you guys. It's there because we've got a listenership that's the country over. We're a public broadcaster, so it's a public interest aspect of it that we highlight the work of SMMEs, what they're doing. Don't be shy to tell us what your business is, what the name of your business and what its work is. Let's have a conversation. Let's Come on, let's work together here. This is the SABC's flagship program or station, SAFM. You know, we keep it real here. Tapelo, you spoke about supply development and, of course, the conversations you would have had recently with the president and engaging the representatives of the Department of Small Business and CEDARS. One of the critical points about and of and about supply development 
are suppliers being paid on time by the public sector? That is absolutely crucial. A point on that. Yeah, the reality is that many suppliers are not paid on time by the public sector. And and it's not just with the public sector, you're also seeing it in the private sector as well. And that's one of the things that is really killing killing the SFPs as well, you know. And we've seen also uh, government making uh, promises that that is something that they are addressing. But at the core of our challenges as SMEs is that in one of the, the challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis. How do we address that? Because we've been talking about that. Private sector, you're right, is just as guilty as private sector, I mean, as public sector, because both of them know the small player is dependent on the big player, either at private or in the public sector, for more work, for reference. You don't abide the hand that feeds you. So you are completely at the mercy of these non-payers, so the question is, what is the basis then of this transaction? Why should I be kept under ransom or be held to ransom? Because I'm thinking of a tomorrow when my today is rainy. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's a number of things that can be done. That, I mean, you, I know that we've got one of our clients that has a system in place where they are paying their local companies. So this would be regarded as tier one companies within seven days. So, and I've got I've got clients that also pay me within two days uh, in, after submission of of my invoices. So I think at the core of it, it's just about individual organisations to say, let's look at our processes and come up with systems that we can put in place because for these SMEs to become sustainable, to survive, they need to be profitable. And the big challenge also, and this could also be acknowledged by various as well as uh, government departments, is that, you know, the delay in payment not only affects the, the company, it also affects the sociability of the entrepreneur. It affects, you know, the, the, the mental state of the entrepreneur. So you can imagine if you were waiting for three months uh, for an invoice to be paid while you still have employees that need to be paid salaries, that becomes quite detrimental. And it's just about ensuring that uh, you know, you put simple uh, processes in place that will ensure that at the end of the day, these invoices are paid on time. And mm. takes into cognizance the fact that SMMEs contribute greatly Big to time. employment and, and our GDP as a country. Sure, absolutely. Let's take a couple of calls fastest out of the starting blocks, as always, in Morimole, this time no longer in Oranya or in that place that had a difficult name. KGM, good evening, KGM. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Uh, Good evening, Zongez. Indeed, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to force you to know these places. That's good. Uh, Good evening to you and to your guest, Zongez, and to the listeners. Mm, Thank Uh, you, KGM. As you you would know, this is my passionate subject. Yes. My take on on this is this. We, we need to, to get rid of, of this model of SMMEs in, in the country. If we are serious about the eradication of uh, poverty, unemployment, and, and related challenges, unless if we change the system that deprives SMMEs growth, because the model of this South African business is such that 
SMMEs are basically managers on behalf of or certain departments of multinationals. I'll give you an example quickly, Songes. Mm. You you will have an SMME supplying whether government or private sector. The decision to destroy that or to build that SMME squarely lies on the hands of government or the private sector mm. or the company. Yes. In in that payment is dictated by them. So as an SMME, you 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 make ends meet. You you get your children's money. You you get the products that is required, and they decide. Well, we'll we'll pay them after thirty days, sixty days, ninety days. And how long can an SMME wait? before they get their payment. By the time you get that payment, your business is dead. So for that, for me, I don't think the current structure of business in this country is favorable to SMMEs. It's actually favorable to big business at the expense of SMMEs. And that's why I'm saying maybe that sector, we should kill it, come together as SMMEs, form bigger multinationals and compete at an equal footing. Wow, that's that's quite a big statement to make. Do you want to back it up? Why would you want to kill big business? Okay, big business in this country is untransformed. I'll give you one example, the financial sector. You've got 30 seconds. I just want you to quickly tell us why big business should go. In the financial sector, yes. Yeah, big business is not owned by the majority of this country. It's owned by the minority of this country. The minority of this country who are in big numbers are basically just consumers and supporters of big business, which ultimately benefits a privileged few. For that, it is useless because it's actually just monopolizing and doing the continuation of a bad thing. I'll give an opportunity to Tabelo to respond to that. Thank you so much, Brother KG. I much appreciate that. I understand we have a first-time caller in Vusi. Vusi? Uh, hi, uh, hi Songhez, and hi, hi to your guest. <laughs> Those are the guests responding to you. Thank you so much. I hope they're social distancing themselves, eh? Well, I can't take control of that. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yes, and, and, and how are you? I'm well, sir. How's it? Ah, I can't complain too much. Um, I'm just phoning in. Actually, I got your last topic talking about uh, uh, home loans. Uh, actually, first-time buyers. I was the first-time buyer when I was 24. It was like uh, 17 well years ago. So, yeah. And I'm in the next three years. I'm finishing the house. Beautiful. Many congratulations. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah, Thanks but, for but that the, story. The main, re- the main reason I called actually was was for the business. It just said we, we the business people can phone in. Actually, my business, uh, I can say now, it's just starting to 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 pick up now. Mm-hmm. But uh, during the, the the lockdown, I had to let go to two of my guys because uh, we couldn't afford. Yeah, okay. I'm going to give you one minute to tell us what your business does, where it is situated, to the extent that you've got listeners who could be your clients or partners, what you would want from who. One minute, starting. Okay. The name of the business is Avo Furniture and Boards. We are situated in Loli, the south of the south of Chobek, and we make furniture, kitchen units, built-in units, built-in wardrobes, uh, chest of drawers, headboards, and anything, anything that's everything made of wood customize everything so what what we actually need now is more of expansion if there's anyone willing any partner willing to come they can just give me a shout or they can just uh, uh, search me on on the socials 
And then, uh, yeah, that's my story. Come sit down, negotiate, because what I'm looking at is maybe opening other branches in, in other provinces. Uh, even even though it's, it's this COVID time, I'm hoping Five, that everything will four, turn out right, yeah. Three, two, one, okay. You could have your first client and me. I need a proper bookshelf. You know that bookshelf that makes an office look like an ancient one of a clever, wise man? That one. You're That's talking, what I'm looking you're t- for. You're talking to the right man. Fantastic. Who's my next guest? Thanks so much, Vusi. Much appreciated. Rory Sang in Pretoria. Hi, how are you? Well, ma'am, how are you? I'm also good. Um, so, my business is, um, my company name is Purple Esther, and we um, supply uh, PPE with a specific focus on, you know, getting the right fit for women because it's just so generalized and just making sure that they're able to have access to things that they're comfortable wearing. Um, and I struggle a lot in terms of, you know, taking my business off the ground and just um, conceptualizing it properly, doing the business plans, all those kind of things, and just getting the financial model right. Um, and you'll find that, you know, there are several uh, nonprofit organizations um, or government organizations that offer training, but you, you need to... Um, in some instances, wait until they reach a certain number, which can be very frustrating because, you know, there's no indication as to when that will be. Now, I just wanted to find out if maybe from your guest, um, if they, their company also um, does the same thing or do they have a way of fast-tracking these processes? Fantastic. We'll give him an opportunity to reply. We have your details there, Orisan. So to the extent that he doesn't adequately reply on air, we will give him your details and vice versa so you guys can take the conversation off air. But just respond to some of the callers' comments there, Tapelo, because this is clearly a winnable segment. I mean, this segment is clearly good. It gets people to talk about their businesses and the nuances associated with their business. And a lot of the stuff that you have said has come through. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just uh, starting with KGM, I think... I, to a large extent, I agree with him. Killing is quite a big word. (laughs) I think, you know, one of the things that have really come out of COVID is the fact that the whole SME sector needs to be changed. You know, we need to look at uh, uh, what can be put in place to ensure that they, you know, companies run very smoothly. You know, COVID has really made the gaps very visible. Uh, You know, government has put in place various relief funds, but a lot of companies could not get those relief funds because of a number of challenges, you know, such, uh, things such as compliance and so forth. So we also need to look at how do we create an ecosystem uh, within government and private sector where these players that are out there to support SMEs can start speaking to themselves and look at the various programs that they are offering so that there is no duplication of programs and you just use that opportunity. And I think it will also assist in, in, in that space as well. And with Ugu Lendezana, Ugu say, I mean, uh, you know, the, the guy is quite a good marketer. But also, one of the <laughs> big challenges that we face is that many of uh, SMEs do not have uh, strategies in place uh, in terms of their growth programs. If you uh, speak to SME owners and ask them, do you have a five-year strategy? Have you put together a business plan. A lot of a lot of them do not have that, you know.
know, it's like a hustling. You wake up, you run a business, and it's an everyday thing, not guided by any any form of strategy. Therefore, it will be very important for him to put together a strategy in place, have systems as well. I had him, you know, indicating the fact that he wants to move into other provinces. So he needs to have systems in place as well in terms of how do we do uh, that and how do we go into into this uh, provinces? What's the ABC strategy that we use in doing that? And responding to Urorisa. Yes, finally. And this is where our uh, enterprise and supplier development program of classic oriental emerged from. From that very reason that I myself being a small business owner, uh, you know, who went into business by default because it was not intentional. I had just lost my job and decided to go into business with little and limited knowledge. I encountered all these challenges that she has highlighted. You go to an institution that is supposed to be training uh, small businesses, and when you get there, you are told that, no, we need to reach 50 people to be able to do that. So one of the things that she can be able to do for herself is just to look at self-development. Uh, there is a number of online programs that are offered for free. Okay, yes, on that uh, point, sorry, Tapelo, sorry, yes. on, on that point, can, may, may, may I please propose that you get in touch with Rory Sang privately just so that you can give her the kind of response that she needs and so that you can have a tennis match in terms of ideas anyway. You want to take it yeah, to the point no, you can. I But can I am do. running out of time. In fact, I have run out of time, so I simply have to cut it here, unfortunately, and wish that you and Rory Sang do get hold of each other and perhaps even call us back sometime just to give us the feedback in terms of how that experience went. Yes, and thank you very much. If if I may, can I be able to share our website address in case maybe sure. some listeners would want to take the www www.classicorientalconsultancy.co.za uh, Classic Oriental Consultancy, as it is spelled, that's the website, .co.za yeah, classic, Sorry, classicoriental.co.za www.classicorientalconsultancy.co.za Mr. Tapelo Oh, so there's no consultancy part, so it's Classic Oriental, I beg your pardon. Classicoriental.co.za Mr. Tapelo Rapo who is a entrepreneur and the founder of the organization Classic Oriental Consultancy. 2133, thanks everybody. Wonderful show.